I don't give a damn. fired hello welcome to let's get fired i'm your host drew simon um this is the podcast that may get you fired uh today i have local larper and comedian uh tanner ralph tanner thank you so much for being here thank you (laughs) dude i am pumped for this i was actually really excited to invite you to do this i'm a little worried how excited you are (laughs) because you've let me know several times now (laughs) No, this this will it'll be fun. It will be fun. It's uh, I'm gonna learn a lot about you today. Oh, uh, that's, all right. <laughs> that's, that's what's gonna happen here. <laughs> so let's get fired. I start off the few basic questions I do with every guest. Um, so to start off, Tanner, have you ever been fired from a job before? Once. Once. Yeah. Okay. What's the story? I was uh, I was working at a pizzeria in uh, Provo. I was a college student, and they had me on the same schedule every week, which I love. Mm-hmm. I love, uh, you know, having uh, the same schedule, normalcy and all of that. And so one week, it was during uh, Thanksgiving week, um, My uh, I had family in town. And I went and hung out with my family on, like, the Tuesday that I normally don't work. But I didn't check my schedule that week. And it turns out because it was a holiday week and everyone had weird schedules... My schedule got rearranged, and I just didn't check beforehand, and so I did a no-call, no-show, and uh, so they fired me for that. That was enough? Yeah, just (laughs) one. Uh, It is technically, it's implied I quit with no-call, no-shows. That's how they word it, so... So that's that's not um, really yeah. a fun one. No, I thought it would be. Uh, I have a fun one of like how what's depressing. I'm not sure if it's fun. I there's one time I wanted to get fired and didn't. really yeah. That's like me at every job I've ever <laughs> been to. I'm just kidding, um, but I uh, I, I worked that. at a call center, which is just soul draining. That is in where at uh, here in Provo as well. Uh, it was called response marketing. Uh, and basically, if you have a little kid who ever clicked those like pop-up ads that say win a free iPad, mm-hmm. regardless if you wanted to or not, all your information that's stored on your computer was sent to us and we would call you because you supposedly expressed interest in furthering your education. Oh, dude, I worked for a company that did that in Rexburg. Yeah. It was oh, yeah, called Rexburg like Silverfire. Yeah. And... Ours was, like, people who signed up for job websites, like Indeed and stuff. Uh-huh. And because they were looking for work... That was always the We saddest. were saying... We were... Yeah, we saw that you were looking to further your education. And they're like, no, I want a job. Yeah. A job. And I just got yelled at all day. And they wanted us to be so aggressive on the phone with people. Mm-hmm. Like, we were not taking no for an answer. And because I'm such, like... Here's the thing. If you want me to do a good job, I have to believe <laughs> in what the company is doing. Yeah. I have to be bought in that we're doing good in the world. That's what I like about my job now. Um, I think my company actually does lots of good in the world. We get... I'm Actually, I'm not going to go into detail about what my company does because... We shouldn't say specifically gonna, where we work. Yeah, so we I'm not, not going to give fired. specifics. Uh, but yeah, no, my company does a lot of good, so I believe in it. But that company, dude, I do not give a damn at all. <laughs> like, people like... 
no, I'm looking for a job. I'm not interested in furthering my education. And I was like, okay. And well, I, that just, was the I just hang up. It's like you could tell, like they were they were desperate. If they're using sites like that to try to find a job, then it's it, you're not in a good situation if you're using websites that sell your information to other companies. Oh yeah. To find a job, and so I felt so bad. And uh, one day, the company was just struggling. Uh, I had not been doing well for weeks. Uh, as far as like making sales, which technically we never sold anything. All we did was, uh, and I'm air quoting here, got you in contact with a representative to talk about your education plans with that specific school. Um, it was such bullshit. What's your swear meter on this? Uh, uh, we part? don't have one. Okay. It was such bullshit. And I just, I wanted to quit. I couldn't afford it. It's the only reason I kept working uh-huh. there is I, I couldn't afford it. But there's one day where they're just going down the line and just firing people. They'd call people into their <laughs> office. The people would walk out crying and they would grab their stuff from their computer and leave. And I was getting so excited because I hadn't been doing well. And I was like, this is it. I'm going to get fired. Uh, even though I couldn't afford to lose my job, I was so excited to just lose my job. And they jumped right over me. And I didn't get fired that day. And that's, I went home depressed. I still had a job. <laughs> Dude, uh, I, I will not understand people crying over getting fired for a job that's not their passion. Yeah. Like, yeah. if you were doing some bullshit job mm-hmm. that you hate going to and you live for the weekends and then you get fired, like, I don't know, unless you're, like, in a real shitty circumstance like you're providing for your family and you mm-hmm. really really need this job but like i feel like those call centers it's mostly college kids and like mm-hmm. dude you can find something else like that's all it you, was, don't have, was you don't have to, kids. you don't have to cry man like dude. dude so i got fired from the one in rexburg did you that? well so i didn't get fired um one day my manager's like hey drew uh we've been listening to your calls and like you're not trying at all like you're not yeah. giving any pushback like people say no and you're like all right have a good day <laughs> see ya that was like me as a missionary <laughs> dude <laughs> that was uh yeah we'll have to talk about that <laughs> that's a fun job um uh, yeah for real but um yeah no my manager just came up to me and he was like hey uh we noticed you're not trying uh your numbers aren't bad enough yet but with this trend we will have to let you go or you can just quit right now and I was like, all right, I'm done. And I walked out right then. Dude, and so, uh, yeah, dude, they had me quit. That's what I was hoping would happen to me. I was hoping I'd get fired. I was hoping they'd see that I just didn't care. And I remember messaging my boss, and I was like, how come you guys didn't fire me? He was like, well, we know you're in a slump, but, like, you, we've seen you work hard before. And I was like, dang it. Why did I have to work hard <laughs> Why before? Why do you believe in me? Dude. Uh, and so, yeah, I uh, like, the next week we moved to a new building. And I tried it one day, and I was like, hey, I'm going to put in my two weeks. And he goes, you don't have to put in your two weeks. You can just quit now. And I was like, oh, that's how meaningless <laughs> this job is, is they didn't even need me to, to stick Dude, around. those jobs, the ones where you can just quit on the spot, oh. those are the worst. I feel bad because like, my boss was a, a good guy, I think, I, I believe. Um it, we were all. I think we were all just in the same situation of just like working at a, a terrible place, dude. Okay, so this is a good segue. What's the worst job you've ever done? Definitely that job. Really? Response marketing is hands down the worst place I've ever. Maybe I shouldn't name drop them, and but they changed. You their don't name work for them anymore. And fuck they them. changed. Yeah, fuck them. Dude, they the, changed those their places name. are so slimy. Well, dude, yeah. 
Okay, like the, we'd go in on weeks and they'd be like, hey, by the way, don't tell people we work for this company anymore. You now work for U.S. Education Plus or you work for USS Education. We change our name like every week. And I was like, this nobody changes their name that much for a good reason. Yeah. Here's how bad those companies are, okay? If those companies were exclusively ran by Jews, I would be like, maybe Holy Hitler shit, maybe Hitler had a point. <laughs> Holy, <laughs> shit. Holy shit, dude. Here's the, here's, here's the truth. They Those companies are largely ran by Mormons. Um, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was based here in, in Orem, Utah, down the street from where we are, right next to the Sarah Theater. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Uh, it, it was just soul-sucking. I remember one day... When I like when I finally realized what I was doing and the mm-hmm. lives I was ruining when I'd make my sales. Dude, you'd get people signed up for like a course at ITT Tech. Yeah. And which dude it's like more expensive than a four year. Like and they get these people signed up and like financially these are not viable programs. Like no employers can be like, Oh, I see yeah. oh, you, you, got, to ITT you got an Tech. associates at ITT Tech. Yeah, it means you have incredible amounts of debt. Uh, most of the schools are unaccredited, so you can't get uh, proper federal government loans for them. So you have to go through their student loan programs, which are way worse. Oh, yeah. I remember one guy, I, I, I made the sale, and as soon as I hung up the phone, I felt like a evil person. I felt evil for possibly ruining this guy's life. And all he had to do, like, all I did was get him in contact with the school. So, like, technically I didn't tell him to do it. But, like, I felt so awful. Dude, did you ever do a summer sales job? No, I almost did. Dude, those are fun because, like, they'll go to, like, BYU or BYU-Idaho and recruit. Yeah. they like, hey, can you sell a religion that nobody wants? Oh, you can. Okay. <laughs> How about you work it's, for us? Yeah. Well, it's, it, you know, all the best missionaries are salesmen. Well, uh, here's you know, the like, thing, though. I could sell on my mission because I believed in it. Yeah. I could not sell home security in the ghetto in New Orleans because I did not <laughs> believe in it. Which is funny because uh, that's why I wasn't a good missionary. Is When I look back on it, it's because I didn't believe in it. I just didn't know how to process those emotions. Um, but the summer sales job I almost did was selling cable TV, and that I did believe in. Uh, <laughs> so like, You're like, you need uh, some TBS in your life. I, I panicked and backed <laughs> out, and I'm just not a good like door-to-door salesman, but I do believe if I stuck it out and went that summer that I actually would have done pretty good. Dude. Because uh, it was – we represented both DirecTV and Dish Network, so you could go to any <clears> – Gross. <throat> You could go to any house, mm-hmm. and if they had Dish TV, you could be like, hey, let's talk about how you can save money by switching to DirecTV. And if they had DirecTV, you're like, hey, let's talk about how you can switch money by switching to Dish. So, like, it would, yeah, it was still a little bit scummy, but, you know, it, it wasn't near as bad as, like, the security systems or, you know, uh, again, those call centers. Um, I think I actually could have done well that summer if if I went through with it, but I panicked and backed out. Um, but I had already committed to the summer, so they like did a, like a withdrawal fee. Dude, uh, those jobs, at least as far as home security goes, they make you lie a lot. Oh yeah. Um, like I knock on the door, be like, so I well, so I was in the ghetto, like in New Orleans. You and- know what? Uh, sorry, I'll let you finish your your story, but. 
Oh, no, I was just going to say, they would tell me that every door I knock on, be like, hey, so I heard there was a break-in in this neighborhood this oh, week. Oh, yeah. Uh, and so that's why we're here. We're selling <laughs> security. And every house, like, there was a break-in this week. <laughs> it's New Orleans, man. Uh, my buddy, uh, my buddy's a really effective salesman. Like, uh, he's uh He's like head. He was head of one of the pest control companies for a while. Not like the head head, but he was up there. Uh, it's funny how when you look into the <coughs> when you look into the the structure of sales companies, it's very similar to MLMs. Oh yeah. Uh, anyways, I mean, if you think about it, every company is an MLM. Yeah, in a way. Um, anyways, so he's he's still part of a sales company now, and like he makes bank. He's a good salesman, but, um, and I have no idea where, oh, he, his first sales gig was out in Philadelphia and he said everyone wanted the security systems, but no one had the credit for That's, it. That was it. Nobody passed dude, the credit I would have had to sell every day. Yeah. If people, dude, here's the thing. Those security sales, we can make $500 to $700 a sale. A sale, yeah. And if you made two sales a day, they called it a G day because you earned a grand that day. Yeah. My buddy from my mission who went with me to, he's the one who hooked me up with the door-to-door sales. Mm-hmm. Dude, he was having a G day like every day. Dude, one of the weirdest jobs I ever had was I played Satan at a sales convention. <laughs> uh, yeah. You played Satan. What does that I, mean? I was Satan. And I went in, uh, like, one of the keynote speakers hired me to play Satan and talk to him about how I convinced salesmen to be bad people. Like, not bad, like, morality, but, like, bad salesmen. Oh. <laughs> I was like, uh, yeah, no. I, so, to convince them to be bad people. No. Uh, just basically, like, he had an interview with me as Satan, and he, you know, we wrote a script together. Uh, and, you know, he did a few rehearsals and stuff. But, yeah, and... He was like, hey, I want you to play the devil, and I'm going to interview you, and you just talk about how sales, like how you demotivate salesmen to not reach their potential. Uh, it's one of the weirdest jobs I ever had, but they paid me 300 bucks. A for- salesman who's not reaching their potential is usually a person with a conscience. Yes. That's-, yeah. <laughs> That's, yeah, for real. Uh, anyways, but at that convention, they're <laughs> like, their grand finale thing are called these Golden Door. Uh, Awards, and that's for people who made a million dollars doing door-to-door sales. Jeez! So it's it's a huge thing because that's still that's a very hard goal to reach, but it is doable. Like as much as I hate door-to-door sales, you can't deny that you can make bank. Oh, you make doing so it. much money, dude. So I remember when I was doing it, I had a hard time making sales. So my first day, I made a sale. Mm-hmm. And it was people with like perfect credit, and I was like, "This is going to be the best job ever." First day, and I made a sale. It's five hundred bucks to sell. I was like, "I'm going to make five hundred bucks a day doing this job." Yeah, that's so much money. And then for like three weeks after my first day, not a single sale. And so, so I was just struggling. And uh, I asked my buddy who was getting like multiple sales a day. I was like, hey, I have this one. Um, it's a callback. I'm coming back the next day to try to close the sale with them. So I set up a follow-up appointment. I was like, can you come with me and try to close the sale? Because he's closing sales all day, every day. And mm-hmm. I had had one in weeks. Dude, he comes in and he's just like bullying them into signing the contract. Yeah. And I find I'm like, oh, this is what you do yeah. every time. I remember one of the one of the rebuttals we were taught when I was doing, and this was just cable. Um, one of the rebuttals rebuttals we were taught was, uh, say like uh, you're there and it's just the wife who's at home, 
and uh, the husband is out and the wife will say something like, oh, I don't want to make a big decision like this without my husband being present. We are taught to be like, you know what? That's fine. I understand that. Why don't we go go ahead and just get things started now since you're so interested in the program. And then if you need to cancel, you can go ahead and cancel. But I would hate for you to be interested in this program and then uh, us leave and then now you want it and, you know, we don't have it set up for you. So let's go ahead and get this set up. And when your husband comes home and you guys decide this isn't the right thing for both of you, that's fine. Uh, You can cancel then. Uh, But of course, canceling is impossible. Same exact thing. Yeah. Uh, we get, oh, uh, dude, what we would do, uh, women would be like, I just can't make that kind of decision without consulting my husband, which is a valid response. Great thing. Like, couples should discuss each major other. purchases. But they told us to be like, what, you're going to have this man, like, control your life? Like, <laughs> come on. <laughs> Are you independent? Yeah. Come on. <laughs> like, Are you saying you need security from your husband? Uh,. <laughs> By the way, pro tip, if uh, anyone listening is a BYU or UVU student or even just a campus student where there might be sales recruiting going on, one thing I would do when I was a freshman uh, and when I was a super poor college student at UVU, I would call Brick Oven and I would call other restaurants that the sales recruiters would frequent mm-hmm. and I would find out if they had a presentation going on that night and then I would go for the free food and the presentation and there you I go. would leave. I never went to one of those. If they tried to get me to sign up, I'd give them just I, fake names I got offered to go to those all oh, dude, the time. I went time. all the time. I never went. I should have. Free food. Yeah, I was dumb. It's, uh, it, it's kind of like <laughs> also one of the poorest things I'd do is I, I had my dad's Costco card and I would use my uh, student pass to ride the bus to Costco and then I would just eat the samples on dude, Saturday. There you go. Which COVID killed dude, that. Also a dollar, dollar fifty hot dogs. Dude, and, those dollar fifty so, dogs and drinks. Dude, so. Have you had their pizza? Yeah. Pizza at Costco is like once phenomenal. A week. Like phenomenal. once a week. Oh, dude. I go to Costco by myself and we'll just eat alone in the cafeteria because I'm a man. But their pizza is so good. <laughs> Dude, Amanda and I on our honeymoon, we stayed at a Holiday Inn in Mexico. Mm-hmm. Across the street from the Holiday Inn was a Costco. And we went to that Costco and got Costco pizza. It's the best. And we brought it back to our hotel and ate it. Yeah. Like, and that... Yeah, in like a freaking paradise in Mexico, we still got well, that's Costco what I love. pizza. That's what I love is like the more I travel the world, which I haven't traveled a lot, but people are always worried about other towns and other, you know, what could be there. There's going to be a McDonald's in every place in the world you go to. There's going to be a Costco in almost every place in the world you go to. It's like even if you're scared of trying that culture's food, you will always be able to have your Costco pizza. And that's what I love about what this world has become. Yeah, which is uh, unfortunate uh, because it's so sad. It is. It is. Yeah. Like there's this part in Guatemala where I was in, which if I was a missionary there now, I'd be stoked. Yeah. Um, but when I was there, like they had so. The town I was in didn't have any fast food, but like the town that was 45 minutes away, it was like mm-hmm. a bigger city and they had a pizza hut Ooh. and a Burger King. There we go. Um, and so like if we got to go there on P-Day, we were stoked because we get <laughs> Pizza Hut, which we were only allowed to go there for P-Day like once a transfer. So really like so no so fast you planned it out. I had no fast food like my whole mission. Yeah, but you shouldn't. You're supposed to suffer as a mission. Yeah, there you go. Um, the mission is suffering. 
suffering. Yeah. Um, but now I've looked it up there. That town now has McDonald's and Taco Bell. And I think they have like some other fast food restaurant as yeah. well. Modernization. Um, so it's just, it's kind of sad to me though, seeing like in these uh, places where they never had like American fast food. Yeah. And now it's just like popping up. With no surprise too, I remember seeing this one study that uh, as soon as a Coca-Cola uh, or it might have been a McDonald's. As soon as a McDonald's pops up in an area, obesity rates skyrocket in that town. Oh, I believe that. Dude, you, I mean, you know my Taco Bell joke. It actually says in the Taco Bell app this will cause cancer or reproductive issues. Uh, because uh, of the California stuff? Dude, I don't know what... It, yeah, I was possibly. assuming it's California. California, but you have to legally declare those kind of stuff. What are they putting in the food? In McDonald's and Taco Bell? Oh, like, yeah. there is... All right. Well, let's move on here. Um, <laughs> what's your favorite job that you've ever done? Ooh. Um, I mean, it's it's got to be the one I do right now, honestly. Okay. You don't have to give too much details on uh, it. No, I, I work for an advertising agency. I'm a copywriter. Um, and the networking is great. I do a lot of personal projects on the side just from the people I've met. Uh, so now I have access to uh, not just cameras and camera equipment, but people who know how to operate them well. Um, so it makes it really fun for creatives like me who want to do stuff on the side. And then my friends do stuff on the side, too, and I help out because that's that's how it is. Um, but outside of that job, if I couldn't choose my current job, I really loved just being a lifeguard in the summer. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, that was my high school job was I was a lifeguard. Uh, or honestly, EFY. Oh, really? I loved working EFY. EFY. Uh, which is, uh, for anyone who might not know uh, in listeners, it's uh, especially for youth. It is a Mormon, Mormon youth, youth camp. Youth camp. Uh, it's a week-long camp. Uh, we do them at various campuses throughout the summer. Uh, I worked 52 weeks of EFY, so a full year of my life I've worked at EFY. Crazy. Uh, over That was over five summers. Um, but yeah. When, so where I grew up, there were no Mormons. Uh, so when I went to EFY, all my buddies made fun of me because they oh, were really? like, "Oh, you went to Mormon camp? How was Mormon camp?" <laughs> <laughs> I liked EFY because for two reasons. One, believe it or not, I was pretty socially awkward when I was a kid. Mm -hmm. uh, when I was in middle school, I was very uncomfortable with myself, and EFY kind of learned taught me how to come out of my shell. I just had good counselors who taught me how to like embrace the weird and and be more charismatic. And two, uh, I grew up Mormon. And at the time, same thing. I didn't have a lot of Mormon friends. Um, just weren't many. And so for me to go from like, you know, two Mormons at my school to a camp where there's hundreds of Mormons all in the same area was awesome for me. Yeah, dude, I uh, grew up with so like little Mormon. So my best friend in high school was Mormon. Uh, and, beside, and he was my only friend. Really? And he went to a different high school. Same. So we a lot of even, my best friends went to a different high school, but they are Mormon. And so, like, all my friends were not Mormon. Like, when I was at school, I never associated with Mormons. They're like, it's the point where, like, even now trying to be friends with Mormons, I'm like, dude, you fucking weirdo. Like, I have a hard time, like, being friends with Mormons. Mm -hmm. uh, Amanda wishes I was better. Like, like we should make <laughs> friends with people in our ward. And then we, like, meet people in our ward. I'm like, yeah. Oh, dude. <laughs> I uh, I went to my ward. Um, I'm inactive slash X. I don't know. Uh, but I went to my ward <clears throat> the day my grandma died because it just felt right, you know? Mm -hmm. uh, not because I believe in anything, but it just felt like a good way to honor her was to go to church that day. And, uh, dude, the, 
they were overly friendly in that ward so much. This, and I regret being turned off by it. But I remember this one woman, she was like, you just seem so interesting. I'd love to invite you over for dinner this week. And I was like, holy shit. Like, we just, I haven't even said a word to you. <laughs> You're inviting me to dinner. And I was like, man, this is a, it's a little strong. They're uh, shooting their shot. But uh, EFY is, outside of what I do now, EFY is definitely one of my favorite. I say to this day, it's one of the best headaches I've ever had. It yeah. was stressful. It was long. Uh, you're working with teenagers, and so that's just a pain in it itself. But I actually loved it uh, a lot. Well, that's uh, that is a cool one. I uh, I went to it one year, and I was 17. Mm-hmm. So it was like almost to the point where part of it, I was like, I feel a little too old for some of this. But like, yeah, dude, and it's crazy. Like the next year, I'm in uh, BYU Idaho, and one of my counselors I just see walking on campus because they're yeah. also a student. And I was like, man, we are that close in age. That it's, was, <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Well, next question: What is the worst thing you've ever done while on the job? Ooh, um, that's a good question. I, it's nothing unethical. I I think of like um, it's gonna sound so stupid because I've never done anything that's that's unethical or illegal at work. Uh, though I definitely should have. At oh, honey, I know what it is now. It's worse than this. Just that it's gross, and I was depressed. Every Friday at the call center job, they'd get us free pizza, mm-hmm. and then they'd just leave it in the office. And we, it was the same pizza place every Friday, so we got sick of it after a while. And we'd eat less and less pizza, but they'd always order the same amounts. And then they wouldn't put it in the fridge. They wouldn't put it. It was just pizza being left through the rest of the week. And it was like Thursday, a full six days afterwards, I'd Gross. still be eating that pizza. Like not refrigerated? Not refrigerated. That is just, disgusting. Yeah. That's like, that's shameful. That's, that's a... That's not an unethical story. That's just a fat man story. Yeah. That's- no, I think it's more depression than it is fat man. <laughs> uh, it's definitely a little bit of both, but I think it's more depressed. Have you seen the five-year engagement? Mm-mm. They do a study in that movie where they find out that when people are depressed, they're more likely to eat stale food. And so I think about that of like, I was just so sad that I would eat six-day-old pizza from the pizza factory I've never had the pizza factory it's good yeah it's good it's just we had it every Friday for like six months straight dude the call center I worked at in Rexburg that was hell uh, they got us pizza hut every Friday yeah I think it's just one of those things that every call center does they just uh, were like hey how about you guys want some pizza and in exchange you don't kill yourselves yeah That's- you know yeah, <laughs> it really did feel like that uh, it's kind of like how you know how every town has a McDonald's. I feel like every call center has their pizza Fridays. I think every call center is the exact same job all over the world. Oh, yeah. 100%. You can walk into anyone and be like, oh, I know this place. So moving forward, uh, this is the part that HR really wants to listen Ooh, to. All right. Okay. What's your what's favorite? Up, Nicole? <laughs> what's your favorite illegal drug? Ooh. Um, I mean, I haven't done many, so pretty much the only illegal drug I've done, and it's only illegal in certain parts of America now, is weed. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't even like it that much. Yeah. Uh, it makes me too paranoid. Okay. So, um, but I, yeah, I still enjoy times I've done it. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and when I learn to embrace the paranoia and embrace just kind of what's going on, it can be a really fun drug. Okay. Um, but yeah. It's not as fun as I was hoping. No, I'm sorry. I'm not Clayton. No, no. Clayton, uh, without a second, like to, no hesitation whatsoever. I was like, what's your favorite illegal to cocaine? <laughs> <laughs> I want to try acid. I think acid. Any of the hallucinogens, like the psych... The I can't even think of words right now. Uh, like acid, um, DMT, mushrooms, things that take you to a different dimension. That sounds very appealing to me. Yeah, it freaks me out, but also I want to try it too. Well, you like, talk to people who've done it, and they're like, "I feel so. I understand myself yeah. and the universe you know what's funny? more." I, I used to be afraid of doing acid and mushrooms because I was afraid of meeting God. And now I want to try them because I want to meet God. <laughs> I think it'd be really fun. I think what, what I have a hard time with is um, anyone who does those drugs say you just have to accept what's going on around you. So like, so if, if you feel like the room is eating you alive, let it eat you. And I know that's what I'll struggle with. So speaking of meeting God, uh, what race do you think God is? Ooh. Uh, you know what I hope he is? I really hope. I think... I think the funniest thing, if I die and I go to heaven mm-hmm. and I meet God and God is Chinese and has a, he doesn't speak Chinese, he speaks English, but has a thick Chinese accent. <laughs> that is what I want God to be. <laughs> be I would fun. laugh so hard. Is that really one of your questions or is that? Uh, one no, that, that was just random. One off was, the top. Uh what God? I mean, I was raised uh, Mormon, so obviously I see God as a white man. Uh, but no, I think it would be fun if he was like, what if he was one that was unique that we don't see much of, like Nepali? And you're like, oh, or Tibetan. What if God's and I would have been like, oh, Chinese. Yeah. <laughs> and, and God just constantly has to correct people. Like, oh, God, I didn't know you're from China. He's like, I'm Tibetan. You're like, oh, sorry. Right. Uh, but that would also be the most Chinese thing, too, because Chinese people would be like, nah, you're Chinese. <laughs> we own your country. And he's like, no, I, uh, I bless my people to be independent. They're like, nah, but we took over. We're getting political on this podcast. Which is, we'll see. Um, so have you, I think you said no to this already, but have you ever shoplifted before? Ooh. I feel like I have accidentally. How? Yeah, Not on purpose. Never intentionally. Never on purpose. No, never intentionally. I'm sorry. I don't. I, I know you wanted this to be a much no, more fun interview. But. You, you know, um, the comics. Uh, you know, Mark Norman. Mm-hmm. Dude, I was listening to his podcast with Sam Morell. Dude, that guy shops lips all the time. I was just because he's just a lunatic. Yeah, I was just listening to Two Bears One Cave. And they're talking about Norman will just steal, even today. Like, yeah, no, he has money. Ah, he doesn't need it. He just you know, does it. It's a thrill. Yeah. That's my Mark Norman. <laughs> Comedy. Yeah, I, I Thank like, you. I'm Kevin Hart. I... Um, Really, when I discovered Mark Norman, I like loved his comedy immediately. Yeah, and I tried to get Clayton to watch it, and I could not get him to because his he hated his cadence so much. He's like, yeah. "What you want me to watch Jerry Seinfeld?" And it's like, <laughs> I know. I was like, "Dude, he's nothing like Seinfeld. He just has like some like 1950s cadence." But yeah. if you listen to the context of his jokes, it's all modern. Him like, and Sam Morell both are just such great comics. 
And there way Morel's very slow paced too, but like he has like such a sinister voice to it. <laughs> I love listening to him. I'm a big fan of both of them. Yeah. I, I saw Sam Morel when he came to Utah. I really wanted to see Mark oh, Norman, I but saw we were Norman we were too came. broke. We did not have enough money. Oh no, I saw Norman when he came with Ari Shafir. I oh, see, that would have been a fun Norman's. show. That was a great show. Who was it? Ari Steve Ranasisi. Steve Ranasisi, Ari Shafir, Ian Fidance. Um who else was there? Shane Gillis. Oh, yeah. That would... And Shane Gillis, that's one of the best shows think, I've been to in a long time. Oh, yeah. You went to that one with me, dude. I think oh, yeah, right now, Shane Gillis, he might, in my opinion, might be the best comic in the world right now. Right now? Like... I'd agree he, to that. Just not enough people know him. Yeah. But of all the live... Because when I was in Spokane, I had a... They'd give the comedians comics cards. So if the show didn't sell out, mm-hmm. you could go for free. Because yeah. they want you to learn and watch headliners and get better. Plus, yeah, you fill out the seats and whatnot, too. Yeah. So I would um, go to shows almost every weekend when I was in Spokane. So I've been... I've been to at least 100 shows in oh, comedy dang. clubs to see headliner sets. Yeah. The Shane Gillis show was by far the best set I've ever witnessed. I mean, my for favorite liner. The one I'll always fangirl over the most is still David Tell. Dude, I. Just because I saw David Tell is like a legend. You know, like. He doesn't do a lot of public appearances. He doesn't do a lot of, like... He doesn't do specials. He doesn't do specials. So, like, it, it's just one of those things you hear about, and you hear all these stories of Attell, and then when he comes into town, it really does feel like some kind of uh, mythical legend has has made his way over. And it was a great show. In uh, Spokane... Um if you were a comic and you the show was sold out, but you still wanted to go, you could go work the door, oh, um, nice. and just show up. Not really working the door, but you would take you'd help seat people. Mm-hmm. So you would the person working the door, be like, all right, take these people to table A four or whatever. Yeah, and you take fill up the show and. Um, I mean, it's unpaid labor, but yeah, if you but do you it, to... you get to stand in the room during the show mm-hmm. and you get free food and drinks. Oh, nice. So it was a pretty good perk. Yeah. So I would show up. If there was a comic like who I really wanted to see, I would show up and help seat. David Tell came through and... You said he just walked right he walked through. He didn't come through the back. Like, there was a back door for a comedian center where they could, like, go straight to the green room and not have to, like, deal with fans. Yeah. Dude, he went right through the front door, which the front door of the Spokane Comedy Club is right on the street. Mm-hmm. Like, it's right... It's kind of like how an old-school comedy club is. Like, yeah. where it's right on the street, like, where there's traffic and there's a line of people on the sidewalk, and he just walked right through, and he walked right past me. And I was like, did this person just sneak in? I, like, look... And I couldn't tell it was him because he had his hood on. Yeah. And he looks homeless. Yeah. Like, so it, it's just bizarre seeing David tell. And then, uh, yeah, he just went up. Just He seemed like a normal dude. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. And his set was a phenomenal. It's so fun. I, I still think Shane Gillis had a better set, the one I went to. But the David Tell show I went to, very that good. That guy just knows comedy. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, yeah, Shane Gillis, David Tell, some of the best out there right now. So you haven't shoplifted before, so no. here's an assignment. And I'm looking at one of your future questions. I'm very worried about it. I gotta hide these. I know. I shouldn't have All looked. Right, there we go. Um, so here's an assignment. Go to Maverick. They have uh-huh. self checkout. Buy like five things. Don't scan one of them, dude. I, yeah. <laughs> uh, the the grocery store right by me just switched to self checkout, and now at night. 
at like 10.30, it closes at 11. There's only like two employees there. And it, it is so easy to just grab some creamies and just walk out. Just do it. Yeah. Just do it. All right. I'm not. not? By the way, I think shoplifting is immoral and you're going to burn in hell if you do it. But <laughs> just so we have better podcast answers in the future, I think you should do it. I'll report back when I do it. How about that? Okay. So um, next question. What group of people is more annoying? Uh, blind? <laughs> You haven't even heard the options yet. Oh, man. Yeah. I just know you. Blind people or deaf people? Oh. Oh, man. You're going to make me answer that. Of course. Um, I, I would say blind people. Because, like, the world is much easier for a deaf person to navigate mm-hmm. without hearing than a blind person without sight, in my opinion. Because a deaf person, uh, if they can't speak and can't hear, they just pull out their phone and write yeah. out what they need to say. Dude, yeah, deaf people are gonna have robots speaking. Blind for them people too. don't even know where to look for the person to help. Dude, I agree. Fuck blind people. Uh, They're no, just no, no, in no, the no, way. No. <laughs> they bring dogs everywhere. <laughs> like I don't want your dog smelling carrots Fucking at the grocery my store. Shin with those canes. Yeah, dude. I'm trying to get groceries. I don't need your dog <laughs> sniffing the fruits before I buy them. There's one time we were doing the open mic at Java Junkie, and I saw the same blind guy walk past the window like four times, and I was like, "Will somebody please go out there and help him?" Please. <laughs> <laughs> I felt so bad. <laughs> Uh, and maybe he was just killing time. I hope so. But uh, it did look like he was lost. <laughs> and I felt so bad. Uh, yeah. Anyways, that's my answer. I, I think blind people are more annoying because they have to ask for more. And they have to go out of their way more. They're so Where annoying. Where I think a deaf person They're can so navigate stupid, pretty right? simply. We're so stupid. <laughs> uh, but smarter than us in ways. <laughs> Did you ever watch that documentary about the if, kid who learned echolocation? If, yeah, I mean, if they were so smart, their eyes would work, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's awful. All right. As far as serial killers go, Ooh. who is the goat? Ooh. Um, okay. Uh, it's got to be the Zodiac Killer, because nobody knows. All these years later, people are That's still trying answer. to figure That's the answer. That is the answer right there. Yeah. No one knows. Everyone knows of him, yeah. but no one knows who it is. Yeah. Like, see, he's got to be dead by now, by natural causes. Yeah. And people are still trying <laughs> to figure out, like, th- this was in the 70s he did his work, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, p- th- like, they just decoded one of his uh, codes, like, a few months ago, I, I think. It was, like, six months ago to a year someone finally decoded I, it. It would be so awesome if they decoded them, but it was just, like, nonsense. So I, Dude, uh, I want that by, by the way, yeah. uh, Splash Mountain's the best ride at Disneyland. I want, <laughs> like, I want, I want one of his to notes to just be, like, test note, please ignore. <laughs> <laughs> uh, or, like, do not remove under perjury of law, something like that. I, that's my favorite answer. Um, Clayton said Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah, uh, which he's a, he's a good one. My gut, my gut was to say Bundy. Bundy's good. Here's my problem with Bundy: How can you be the goat if you only killed women? Right? That, yeah. Where's the challenge in yeah. that? Right? Just, uh, <laughs> I don't even know who the Zodiac killer. I mean, killed. Uh, oh, dude, he killed everyone. Yeah, dude, he killed men. He killed women. He. You know who doesn't get enough credit is who? Jack the Ripper. He was pretty badass. Yeah, I don't know enough about him. I need yeah, to, it's because he's British. I we, don't, to, we don't care about our foreign yeah, killers. Yeah, it just sounds... 
It does, yeah, since he's British, it doesn't sound terrifying. You well, know, like what's he gonna? If I if I understand correctly, there's a lot of cool lore around Jack the Ripper and that he was like industrial England mm-hmm. when like there were no n- global warming was not a thing. You know, and so England is just full of just like coal and smoke and fog, and England's already a foggy city too. And so like people would always just see the silhouette of Jack the Ripper before they got killed in the background. Um, so yeah, Jack the Ripper is pretty cool. I'm not even sure if Jack the Ripper is real. I think he is. Maybe. Maybe it's multiple serial killers. Yeah. And got credit for it. Yeah. There's got to be a serial killer in, like, India that we're not talking about. Who uh, has just There's by, so many people in there's India. There's so many people. He can kill there has huge to. amounts. Yeah. And we don't even know. And they're be like, it was that dude with dark hair. What about uh, Coney? <laughs> Coney was pretty good, right? Yeah. That was a he good had, one. Coney was so great, he had a viral campaign after he was killed, too. Dude, uh, yeah, there's some good... Dude, you know, the worst place to be a serial killer uh, has to be the United States because there's so much um, diversity in the U.S. compared to other countries. Yeah. That, like, I think it makes it easier to spot people out. Um, where, like, dude, if you're a serial killer in China, they're, they're going to be like, it was that dude. He's what like, do he look like? He was Chinese. Yeah, he was five foot eight, <laughs> between six foot, uh, black hair. <laughs> <laughs> We're all Chinese. <laughs> like, I don't know. That's got to be so much well, easier to kill people if everyone we write, is the same. Should we write a movie about a minion serial killer <laughs> who just kills other minions? And, like, and what did the suspect look like? Like, bah, 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 bah. like <laughs> Jesus Christ, we can't get anything out of these guys. Oh, man. Uh, there's got to be, like, yeah. There's got to be a serial killer out in, like, India or China that's just doing great numbers. Dude, that we're not have you seen uh, the new documentary on Netflix for uh, John Wayne Gacy? No, that guy was... Okay, so I've been, I've been thinking about John Wayne Gacy recently because uh, my aunt, who I never talked to, when she heard I was doing one of these comedy festivals that I'm going to... She told her friend, who's like 80 years old, mm-hmm. to like look for me while I'm out there. And then her friend messaged me and she goes, hey, I understand you're coming out. I'm gay, so I'm safe. And I was like, yeah, just just like John Wayne Gacy. That's how he, <laughs> that's how he got it. He's like, hey, kids, I'm gay, so I'm safe. Yeah. John Wayne Gacy was a little, a little on the nose because gay is also in his name. Yeah. <laughs> I love that his name was John Wayne. <laughs> Also, John Wayne Gacy Jr., a song by Sufjan Stevens, fantastic. I will have to look that up. See, the uh, podcast got interesting once we actually got to stuff I knew a little bit about. There we go. Once we got onto serial killers. I mean, I think this is all interesting. It's fun. Um, okay. Last question before we go to a segment here. And then I have a few more questions. Yeah. Um. I think it's the one you read. What's your favorite racial slur? It wasn't that one. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Any of the white ones, like honky. Honky. Honky is so funny to me. Tom Segura has a whole bit about it. I so like I can't, that bit. So for the, for the listeners, he's talking about how, like, if you meet a man who's not rolling on the floor laughing when he gets called a white slur, you need to <laughs> he run. He called me a honky and he then I me stabbed him. <laughs> did you, what did you do after you got up from the ground laughing so much? <laughs> uh, honky is probably the best, honestly. Honky. Dude. Have you, I mean, you're from Ohio. Damn, that's um, a cold-ass honky. The, have you been... So, I don't know if Ohio is like Pennsylvania. They might be very different, like Philly and 
Um, Cincinnati, or probably part. like Cleveland. I think is probably more similar to Pittsburgh. Okay. Like the, the Cleveland's a very industrial area. Um. Anyways. Could, yeah. No. Pittsburgh question. and Cleveland places I never want to go. Um. <laughs> they are similar. Yeah. Um. Also Cincinnati. But um, hey. So. What I learned when I visited Amanda's family for the first time was white racial slurs. And I learned that there was more than cracker and honky. Mm-hmm. That was my favorite thing. I, I love it. So my favorite one now is Ginzo. Ginzo? Uh, yeah, for oh, Italians. Oh, yeah. Yeah, dude, get those fucking Ginzos out of here. Well, crazy. That sounds like, so much fun. Or uh, <laughs> I learned Polak. Polak is a funny one. Uh, like, that's when someone can be racist about other white people, that's like ultra racist. That's like S tier Yeah, racist. dude, that's like we're freaking Asians or something. Yeah. Dude, have you heard an Asian talk about other Asian Oh, yeah, groups? dude. I had a. They're so. They go hard in the paint. Dude, I had a. I didn't know. Asian cultures hated other Asian cultures until I had a Korean roommate. And I was like, so Japan's pretty cool, right? And he's like, fuck Japan. Fuck the Japanese. And he just went off on this huge tirade and I was like, holy shit. And then I realized, it, yeah, when Japan did what they did in World War II to all the other Asian cultures, it's just ingrained in, in those oh, yeah. other cultures to hate Japan because uh, it takes a while to heal. World War II in the grand scheme of like the world history – is very recent. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, they did not make any friends. Uh, China is not making any friends. No, everyone hates um, China. All the other Asian cultures hate China. Yeah. But, like, that's punching up. I want know? to meet an Asian <laughs> who hates uh, the Thai. <laughs> <laughs> or, yeah. Uh, is it Ali Wong? Who, uh, she's like, I'm half, my mom is half Filipino. No. Yeah, my mom's half Filipino and Korean. My dad is half Chinese and Thai. And all of their family get together and shit on the Vietnamese. That it's a great, it's a great sounds joke. like good family bonding. Great joke. I, uh, Ali Wong is a great comedian. I think for a family to be close, you have to have a group of people who you hate for no reason. <laughs> and That's my family uh, that was Russians... Because uh, Spokane is such a white city, uh-huh. our diversity was Russian. There's lots oh, yeah. of Russians. Like you go to the mall, there's Russian newspapers. What was your slur for Russians? Um, potato not, breath. We did not have a slur. Potato breath would have been a good one. Yeah, those fucking uh, vodka drinkers. Uh, yeah. So we just called them Russians, and uh-huh. we openly spoke about how much we hated them. Yeah. And that's a fun thing in Spokane if you're going because Russians shopping. are like people who will murder you too. Oh yeah, dude, and. I'm not saying they commit most of the crime in Spokane. <laughs> but if you were able to get statistics I'm on I'm just it, saying, look at the numbers. For how many Why? Russians there are in Spokane and how many of them uh, have stolen cars, <laughs> <laughs> there is a lot. Uh, so, yeah, we would uh, if you're like going car shopping and the person like you meet up someone on Craigslist and you want to buy their car and you show up and mm-hmm. uh, the person has a Russian accent. We were just gone. We, yeah. wouldn't, we wouldn't even bother Jeez. talking to them. That's how ingrained it is, because in Spokane, if it's if it's a Russian, everyone believes, well, they stole it. It went through a chop shop. Mm-hmm. Um, there's going to be a million problems with it. We're not going to buy it. And so, yeah, you, that's just the way it is there. Yeah. Um, that's crazy. No, it, Eastern Washington, Northern Idaho, those are places where if, if I keep my mouth shut and just like put on a flannel shirt, <laughs> I can blend right into those people, man. Dude, well, Spokane, like downtown Spokane, it's a 
a pretty liberal place. Like, uh-huh. the liberal people in Spokane are a lot more liberal than the liberal people here in Utah. Like, a lot more. Yeah, what's well, because they and, got Seattle as their big brother to look up to. unlike uh, Utah, I mean, Spokane County did vote for Obama. Uh, <laughs> so... Did Utah County or Utah County definitely didn't? Did any no. counties in Utah vote for Obama? I don't think so. I don't even think Salt Lake County did. Salt Lake, I feel like Salt Lake has gotten incredibly liberal, especially during the Trump years. Yeah, no. I mean, everyone, if you weren't, if you were one step to the left of like mainstream conservatives, mm-hmm. I feel like everyone amped up their game during yeah. the Trump years. Oh, yeah. Everyone. So, but also it is isolated to pretty much just Salt Lake City. Even Salt Lake County, you still have West Valley in there. You still have uh, Sandy and Draper. Uh, Which you, so, I mean. Very conservative areas. So it does seem like if you're liberal, move to Salt Lake City because you will find your tribe there. But yeah, I don't think it's even strong enough to get all of Salt Lake County. Yeah. Just, yeah. And there's no way. I don't think Mitt Romney lost a single county in Utah. No. Like, there's no way. No. Like, what? He's, like, pro-war crimes and Mormon? Of course I'm going <laughs> to vote for him. <laughs> He's going to kill oh, all the man. sand Mexicans for me? Okay. Oh, Let's Mitt. do this. And then uh, people who were so terrified of Obama being in office, I was like, dude, he killed plenty of Middle Easterners. You can chill out, man. Uh, well, the whole uh, the whole Trump thing is is fascinating to me of like how many people I knew who despised Trump when he was running for president and then once he became president they bought all in because they he was not Hillary Clinton yeah well and, and because he was Republican and he was their guy uh, it was just because they're Republican voters here's, like well he's the he's I mean the here's guy. the thing Obama whether you like him or not very charming as hell. I mean, he's very charismatic. He's got that beautiful smile that makes us forget he drone struck a lot of kids. Yeah. Uh, Hillary Clinton, zero charisma. Do you remember when no she charisma. tried to do the Pokemon Go reference and everyone was like, well, fuck this bitch. Yeah. No, <laughs> dude. It was, uh, it was, yeah. If, uh, I think that was the election where a lot of people had a, I mean, mm-hmm. even this last one, lots of people were like, eh, well, yeah. um, no, I, I loved I, Obama, but he was a terrible president as far as the war goes. Like oh, they, dude, he, uh, yeah. I think a lot of people critique Biden for pulling the troops out, but the reality is we spent 22 years in a war that collapsed I, the instant we took all the troops out. Yeah, I, uh, I'm not going to try to get too much into politics here. Um, I'm <laughs> Come a, on, let's get I'm fired. Very, I'm, <laughs> I'm a borderline anarchist. Uh, yeah. uh, like, I hate everything the U.S. government does. Yeah. I hate what we do around the world. I hate what we do to our own citizens. I hate, it's the evil empire. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, that's enough of my, <laughs> I'm going to go too far. I'm going to talk, if I was drinking, I'd be like, you know yeah. what? Reagan, Bush, Clinton, Obama, all war criminals. They should all yeah. be in prison. Um, and they are. <laughs> uh, so. All right. So we're going to do a segment here. It's called Employee of the Week, where I, <laughs> I go over a, name. a person who got fired for something they did on the internet. Oh, nice. Um, did you hear about Bodega Bro? No. Okay. This dude was called Bodega Bro. I'm going to play off my phone. Um 
I'm going to play one of his TikToks. So he, he was just this kid from the Midwest, and he moved to New York, and it just blew his mind. All the crazy, like, seeing gay people, seeing stuff. Oh, jeez. Like, oh, he come on, man. Come on. The dude wasn't hateful at all. Yeah, he was just, like, impressed. He was just ignorant. Yeah. And so oh. that was enough to get him, which you almost feel bad for the dude, but um, he, the first thing that went viral was a clip of him, like, shit-talking bodegas, <laughs> and that got people fired up. And uh, the next clip of him, he uh, is wearing an NAACP shirt because he lives in an all-black neighborhood in New York. He's mm-hmm. like, yeah, I really want to vibe with these people. And uh, apparently oh, that got him in. That was the one that got him fired. But uh, I wanna, I'm want i going to play one of his TikToks. I want to know what you think. So I just moved to New York, and I'm trying to go grocery shopping. And so I type in, like, grocery stores on my Apple Maps. And, like, every fucking one I go to, like, I'm walking to. Like, they're like this shit. Or, like, fucking... Yeah, like that's a bodega. Grocery store. Like, I'm trying to get, like, egg, yogurt, like, cheese, like, shit like that, right? Like, look at this place. Hey, yo, Ak, let me get a bacon, egg, and cheese. The Aki way. <laughs> like, you know those two. This is what people cancel them for? Yes. <laughs> Dude, and they found out where he worked. And they fired him. I don't know what the fuck I'm about to do for dinner. That wasn't as bad as I thought it was gonna be. Dude, I, I, Whole Foods app. Like I'm about to eat fucking like, like cereal and ramen for dinner. Like what the fuck? Okay, so he should get fired in the fact that he couldn't find eggs at the bodega. So it clearly shows that he doesn't have good finding skills. Yes. Uh, I, I do think he got fired. I feel like they had to have hated him. Because, uh, <laughs> one, the stuff he did online, that being the reason he got fired, insane. It can't be just that, that video alone. Because that one, that's just a, well, a tourist. Dude, that's he, a, a new... he blew up on TikTok and... Uh, Twitter, yeah, and he got so much hate for that video. That, that people, video, yeah, and then people like dug in and found out where he worked, and they bombarded Jeez. his company. Jeez. And so his company was like, "We have to, we got to go. get, we got to get rid but, of you." Um, I do think overall, like now, what he got fired for is insane. Like for his yeah. TikToks, because those weren't even like moderately offensive. That's just a guy who just doesn't understand bodegas. He's not even talking to you. It's his TikTok, which means he's talking to his friends, the people who follow him. He's talking back to the Midwestern people. He's like, whoa, look at that out here. He didn't say it that way, but it's just a guy who's fascinated. He doesn't know he's fascinated. He's confused. Like, he's confused. Dude, and he moved there during Pride Month. So he had TikToks, like, going through Pride Parade and be like, what's up? And, like, saying hi. He's like, look at all the gay people. And, like, he wasn't even being... The thing is, he's not even, like, hateful. He's, like... Just impressed. Yeah. Yeah, he's, like... I've he's never, never seen, seen this that before. many people in one location, let alone all of them being gay. Exactly. If he's from a Midwest town, that means he didn't know it, but there were four gay people in his school. But he thought there's only one. Dude, uh, that's how. That's that's just Midwest. That's towns. how the mission was on yeah. the mission. I thought there were zero gay dudes on my mission. Now that I'm home, I found out Dude, there's at least five. Working EFY, almost every male counselor I worked with, I swear, is now gay. Uh. And go with them. You know, I'm happy that they're they're out in like very happy from my one year at EFY. Uh-huh. Very believable. That checks out. Yeah. That checks out. Almost every male counselor and it's uh, obviously not every male counselor, but a huge number of male counselors uh have come out of the closet since quitting their jobs at EFY. And um like I said, go with them, but it, it did shock me of like, huh. 
never would have guessed. Um, so that was fun. I that bodega one to me just seems so tame. But that to me, that's why I hate cancel culture so much. Like this guy shits on a bodega, and I get New York loves mm-hmm. their bodegas. And honestly, next time I go to New York City, I want to go to a bodega and get like a chopped cheese. Like the bodegas are cool, um, and clearly he just didn't understand them. But that's not a reason to call a job. I'm like, hey yeah. man, your employee fucking made fun of bodegas, man. He's not. He's not. I'm saying this in a Boston accent, not New Yorker. <laughs> The guy's not a New Yorker. You can't let him work for you. Oh, dude, yeah. New Yorkers were pissed at him. Um, dude, did you see that bodega owner get in a fight last month and he stabbed the dude? No. Dude, it, so, dude, classy, classy story. Yeah. Um, so this chick comes in High and ends. her EBT card doesn't work for the chip she's trying to buy. So she gets oh, mad I did read and she goes tells her boyfriend, who's like, it didn't work. And then so he comes in with the idea he's going to like strong arm them to get in food. And mm-hmm. he, he hops over the counter and starts punching the old man who's like the clerk from, I don't know, he was from some sort of like Middle Eastern or like... Uh, country like nepal or like out in that region yeah we're talking Um, a lot about nepal today immigrant immigrant like (laughs) first first immigration immigrant so like and the dude's getting attacked he gets his hand on a knife and stabs the dude attacking him gets arrested the owner got arrested gets arrested and booked for murder for defending himself yeah it was crazy and uh that's uh that's why i want to go to a bodega and that's why you should always carry cash on you (laughs) Uh, is uh, to prevent yeah, DB, was it their debit ED, card? No, EDP. Uh, that's uh, food stamps. Oh, shit. <laughs> yeah, no, that's why it's like super yeah. classy yeah. story. <laughs> For real. Oh, man. That's bad. All right. So we'll just, we're not going to do all the questions I had planned, but that is okay. Yeah. Um, I, I've had fun so far. I know the shoplifting was a. That was a dud. That was a dud. So for the rest, I've Go had fun. and make a story for us. Come back. <laughs> Come back. And tell I'll us how it went. When you interview Ryan. Tomorrow. You might love it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> if you had to wipe one country off the map. <laughs> With a nuke, which one would it be? Michigan. Mich- no, country. It can't be. It also technically can't, is a state. Uh, also can't be the country you live in. Yeah. Um, let's see. Um, I feel so bad because the countries that deserve it, their people don't. It's just the governments. Like, I want to say North Korea. Well, let's find one that the people deserve it. What, which me, people? What country would we has, like, I'm Googling it right now. Would has, we miss Italy? <laughs> yes, I really want to visit Italy. I want to visit Italy, but I've heard that, like, Croatia is a hidden Italy. So, like, you can still get a lot of that Italian charm of, like, the neighborhoods and, and whatnot, and still by visiting Croatia. Um,. Okay, so I just Googled what country has the most pedophiles. Oh, that's a great <laughs> question. Ah, uh, it's going to be America, isn't it? We'll find out. Maybe Japan. I, I actually don't think it's going to be America. I think fucking children is a lot more taboo in the U.S. than other countries. Oh, yeah. Okay, let's come on. Where's the list here? It's supposed to give me the data. I'm waiting on the edge of my seat for the answer. Number one, South Africa. Number right. two, India. Uh, South Africa's got to go then. But there's so many people in India, <laughs> which means there's a lot more pedophiles in India. Oh, are you doing per capita? 
so the list was per capita. Okay. So per capita, there's more in South Africa. But if we're just... But I mean, India we, is also one of the number one fabric manufacturers in the world. Yeah. A lot of your denim comes from India. How do you feel knowing that the jeans you made are were made by a pedophile? <sighs> I mean, if we've learned anything Are you from like on pants the same way ever again. <laughs> if we if we've learned about anything about uh, you know Jeffrey Epstein and stuff, uh-huh. uh, people who are pedophiles do great work. Jeez, <laughs> oh jeez. Oh, <laughs> um, uh, here's a question. Do you think uh, Jeffrey Epstein is he an alpha Chad or is he uh, or is he uh, a beta bitch? What would you say? Ooh, um, Epstein. Oh, he's a beta bitch for sure. Yeah. The, why do you think they? Why do you think the Clintons had him killed? Well, yeah, I, I think because they knew he was going to blab. Here's why. That's he, why he was killed. They knew whoever killed him. I am joking about the Clintons, but only kind of. Uh, whoever killed him, and he definitely was killed. Yeah. They did it because they knew he was going to blab. You know, I think he's a bitch. So he's a bitch. for a different reason, though. Yeah. He didn't get his hands dirty. Like, if you're going to do it, the way you do is you buy a van, you circle a playground. You give out some candy. (laughs) You don't just pull some strings and get shiploads of children sent your way. Yeah. You got to work for it. You got to throw one in your van, drive them to the woods. It's a whole thing. Yeah. He didn't do it. He didn't put the work in. Yeah. That's that's my biggest beef. And <laughs> let's get fired, right? You know what I you know what I heard Epstein was really into? What? Was pegging. Really? Yeah, he likes getting pegged. Uh that's the <laughs> I'm going to hell now. Uh <laughs> by uh like by like children? Yeah. Or yeah. really? Yeah, that's what he liked. <laughs> He likes getting pegged. So he's a, he's a bitch, you know? He's like, yeah, I like that. Yeah. Two-inch dick. Come on. No, the pegs is where, yeah, is where you, you give them a dildo. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Man, what an awkward thing to do when you're eight. Man. Yeah. <laughs> what a what an what a awful subject. But what a cool way to meet the president. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know what? I'm still going to... I'm still going to stick with Italy for Italy. Yeah. I just <laughs> for no like, reason whatsoever. Yeah, I feel like, yeah, we've gotten what we need out of them. Uh, or Greece, maybe. Oh, man. So you just really hate the Mediterranean. Yeah. It's like the white Mediterranean. Dude, fuck though. those like, people. Yeah. <laughs> like, I would love to go to the Mediterranean side of like France and Spain or like the the African areas. I can't remember which countries are over there. Like Morocco, Morocco. I think. Casablanca. Uh, I, I think you can get. All the beautiful stuff there, and if Italy left, I think we'd be like, Meh. maybe. I've seen some pictures of the, but beaches. I don't want to say that right now because my favorite, one of my favorite comedians, is vacationing there right now, and I don't want him to die. Okay. So, oh, when we'll, Bert Kreischer we'll gets hold back, off, we'll, we'll hold, hold off, off on the nukes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, all right, we'll send him to South Africa. <laughs> Final answer: Pedophiles need to die. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Next question: Should women be barred from the workplace the week they're on their period? Oh, God. No. No. That's such an outdated, like, belief of, like, women can't handle their emotions when they're on their period. It's just a bunch of guys who don't understand periods and don't understand, like, the cycles. Um, No. I'm married and I still don't understand it. Yeah. Most men don't. And it's It's fine because we don't experience it. It's, like, the best... The best people can do is explain it to us, and that's only going to get us so far. 
So, but no. There's weird, you know, dusty things in this water. What the fuck did you serve me? Um, uh, <laughs> what the heck? That is weird. Yeah, I might die. Anyways, uh, maybe it was in the glass. Yeah, it might have been. Um, or it's uh, beard particles. So no, I don't. I don't think women need to take a week off when they're menstruating because, I, again, I think that's such an outdated. Well, my uh, the only idea. reason I asked the question is because if I was bleeding out of my dick for a week, yeah, I would think I deserve a week off. Look, I would definitely take it off if they let me, for sure. But that's Dude, just because we're lazy. <laughs> uh, uh, Amanda is like anti-feminist uh-huh. because she's like, why the fuck do they get us out of the house? Like, she's like, I don't want a job. Like, I want to hang out with my dog. Okay. Like, <laughs> but I mean, that's the point of feminism is that you can choose. Yeah. Well, now it's uh, with the state of the economy, it's not becoming a choice. No. We need both yeah. parents working dude for real man for real that's my my main incentive to get married is because i want to live in a house um and maybe it's because the lizard people uh want to break down the nuclear family and yeah. have us shove our children Do and you take hope, care part of me hopes that lizards conspiracy is true i really hope it is like one day just it, whoever the president is is all of a sudden like you know what it's time and just unzips I, so i don't listen to him i don't believe the things he says but you want Alex Jones to be right on a few things. You took the words out of my mouth. Yeah. I want not a few things, everything. Yeah, I, I want I'm him right to, there with you. I want him to be right. Yeah. I want to go to, I want to die, go to heaven, and God be like, he was right. Yeah. You guys are idiots for yeah. not He was like the lizard people were really good at making him look crazy. Yeah. That's, they they did their job, but like the gay frogs thing was a thing, dude. <laughs> Uh, Sandy Hook had really good actors. <laughs> Jeez. Uh, Dude, there was some shit he did back in the early days. Um, do, do, do you know the conspiracy about him that he's actually Bill Hicks? No. Have you heard that? No, but that would be so People fun. believe that Bill Hicks died and then Alex Jones emerged and yeah. that it's the same person. He changed his identity. Yeah. Wouldn't that be awesome? That would be great. <laughs> that would be the greatest character. Which... Do you listen to Kill Tony? Uh, every now and then, yeah. Dude, every time Alex Jones is on, it's a blast. Yeah. He is Dude. such a funny guy. And, and that's what I get is like people who are like, how can you listen to Joe Rogan? And I was like, just because I listen to him doesn't mean I believe him. It means I know great entertainment when I see it. The Alex Jones episode of Joe Rogan where it's like five hours. Oh, with Eddie Bravo. And they get into that huge fight about uh, Flat Earth. Is one of the greatest moments in podcasting history. You don't have to believe either of them. Yeah. You can just listen and be like, look at these idiots yell at each other. It's hilarious. Dude, I really, I hope he's right with all my heart. Uh, there's some things I hope he's not right on. Like, obviously, you know, I feel so terrible for the Sandy Hook victims who had like, they had to go through oh, yeah. all that shit. And also, ironically. I, I hope, yes, I also hope real children died. Jeez. Uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. Fuck. Not in that way. <laughs> That's awful. That's so awful. But if we don't choke about it, we'll never stop them. Uh, um, no, and like, I feel so terrible for those parents who lost their children and then had to hear this host say that they're actors and then all his crazy followers go after him. Like, I do feel bad for the harassment that they endured. And what's crazy is all this shit going down with Trump right now. Jones might be hugely responsible for that because of his leaked texts. 
Uh, yeah, I don't I don't know too much about it. Well, it wasn't leaked. It was uh it was taken his yeah. attorney his gave made a mistake. Uh which I <laughs> what a, oh man. I don't think it was a mistake. I oh. think <laughs> uh someone's trying to fuck him. Yeah. But um dude, you know back in the day like he went Have you heard of the Bohemian Grove? No. It's this like wooded area in California that have like a giant owl statue and shit. And like politically elite people go there. Like oh, there's like okay. clips of like the Kennedys kind of like there, uh, the Bushes, the Skull Clintons. and Bones. Is that uh, yeah. the Bushes are from the Skull and Bones? Or Alex Jones. Something like that. You got to go into a dark place on the internet to find it, but it is real. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing Alex Jones, crazy dude. Do I think that there's like terrible people who are trying to kill all of us? Yes. Very possible. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I just don't think they're like as crazy Illuminati as people think. I think no, they're, they're a lot I, more. I think, they're a lot well, smarter about it. Yeah, I think they're just called the CIA. Yeah. Um, but he. <laughs> I mean, honestly, though, dude, he filmed with a camcorder, got snuck into the Bohemian Grove. Oh, and I did. He hear has about like this. videos of them doing crazy rituals, and in the clips he has, like the bushes are there, mm-hmm. and so. There's some weird shit going on. Again, I don't watch Alex Jones. I've never seen an episode of his show. Yeah. Um, the only time I've ever seen him is when he's on podcasts that yeah. I like. Uh, I hope he's right. I hope he's right. If it would be so crazy if he was right on some of those. That stuff. would like, make our world so much more I entertaining. I do a joke about it of like, uh, there's, you know, there's the conspiracy that the vaccines have 5G chips that the billionaire elites are going to use to kill off. Uh-huh. Everyone who got vaccinated, and that's exactly why I got vaccinated. I don't want to live with billionaires. Do you think <laughs> when the billionaires kill off everyone who got vaccinated, do you think those who lived are going to get respected <laughs> by the billionaires who kept them alive? No, that's co- no, they're, they're gonna, slaves. They're going to kill you for not buying their pharmaceutical. Yeah, <laughs> like- exactly. So... Uh, that's that's why I got the vaccine is I hope there's a 5G chip, you know, for one better cell service and then I get to die one day and it's great. There you go. Um, and that's how you get your podcast flagged. We now <laughs> talked about the vaccine. Yeah, I do. No, let's not talk about COVID. Um, <laughs> okay. So this is going, I'm going to have two more questions. Okay. okay. Let's wrap this up. Okay. The less teenagers say faggot. The more teen suicides there have been, should teenagers be homophobic again? Is that true? Yes. Oh, shit. <sighs> no. I, I refuse to believe <laughs> that these two are related. I, I think this is one of those situations of causation does not equal correlation. Um, and so, no, and this is from someone so who used to say if, that word a lot. So, I, if... If it did save some lives, though, should we say it again? Let's say we could find cause. We could theoretically prove. If we could prove it. There is no proof of it. <laughs> Just I, bullying some I, gay I kid found like, two different to keep you alive. I, I found two different stats. Uh-huh. One was um, teenagers and their views on using that word. Mm-hmm. And it has gone down significantly. Yeah. And in the last 10 years, suicide rates have gone up significantly. Mm-hmm. They... You're right. They're not caused. No. <laughs> but it makes for a great question. Yeah. It makes for a great question. If there was a direct link, uh, then, yeah, I think we'd have to throw it out everywhere, you know? <laughs> Dude, uh, that was the thing when I came just home some, from my mission. Some gay teen crying, cuddled <laughs> in his arms, and I'm just yelling it at him, like, I'm doing this to save your life. Well, dude, here's the thing. I don't get unless you were like a real asshole. I never saw a gay kid get called that when I was in high school. No. Well, you, it's kind of like uh, in the mid 2000s, um, that word and the R word 
were both words that like weren't used for the people that it came from. Uh, there's a great office bit where it's like, you don't call your friend an R word because he's an R word. You call it to him because he's doing R word thing. Like, yeah. And that's honestly how we were. That's how we thought. And then all of a sudden there's just this shift where all of a sudden people are like, yeah, but it's still offensive. And I'll be honest, I don't quite get it. But I, I people still don't are getting because hurt because of it. The, and I just don't want to The people it. I know who say uh, faggot the most. Oh, is that are, Well, yeah, are gay or bisexual. Yeah. Um, and it makes me really jealous. Yeah, it's a fun word. I, I'll say it, but here's the thing. Um, when I was in high school, no one ever used, called it to your friends. And here's the thing. It wasn't even like, oh, you're doing something feminine. What a fag. The you a lot of the times it was like dude you're being such a douche like yeah. i remember i played There's a south park episode where they changed the t- the meaning of the term oh for bikers mean, yeah to yeah. not mean gay people but to mean harley davidson riders when i was in rexburg i played uh intramural ice hockey oh nice and during a game this guy uh knocked me down in the corner and then when i'm trying to get back up on my feet he kept cross-checking me in the back with his stick oh, so geez. i couldn't stand up which what is illegal move. yeah that's by the time move. i got on my feet i grabbed his helmet with my hand and i shoved him and i yelled do you want to go faggot i don't think he did anything gay mm-hmm. anything oh, no. feminine i thought he was a douche you were that's using why the word in the mid-2000s definition of the word yeah because uh, objectively you take away all meaning of the word you take away its sources and and all of that objectively it is a fun word to say oh it feels great it it like there's so much rhythm and cadence to it that it's fun and it's hard for me to not say it sometimes because just one it. because we it's I don't fun. want to <laughs> because we grew up where that definition didn't yeah. mean gay people, but you know and like I said earlier, I still don't wholly understand it, but I do understand that certain people, very good friends of mine, do feel offended and hurt by it, and so you know it's just easier for me not to say it than to try to defend it. Yeah, when I came home from my mission in 2014, mm-hmm. that was around the time um, I came home and uh, a buddy of mine from Rexburg, he met me at the airport in LA because I had a layover in LA Oh, nice! before I went home. So he waited for me at the airport. He had a sign that said, welcome uh, halfway home, Elder Simon. <laughs> um, and I had an eight hour layover. So oh, I just man. hung out with a buddy of mine from college while yeah. my parents are waiting to see me. And um, I was like, dude, so what's changed? Like, he'd been back from his mission for like three months. So I'm like, <laughs> what's the world like now? And he was like, can't say fag anymore. <laughs> I was like, they took that's it a, from us? <laughs> Tom Shigura's whole bit on it is great. Uh, yeah. It's a fun word. And I do miss saying it. But like I said, it's it's better for me not to hurt people than to try to defend it. Yeah. I, um, okay. Here's the last question. If you were getting booked for a stand-up gig, uh-huh. would you rather do a gig, a private event for the KKK Ooh. or the Taliban? Oh. Oh. <clears throat> I think I'd go KKK because one... Dude, I blend in right with as far as my looks go. (laughs) For the viewers who are not, who can't see a picture of me, I have a big ass beard. I'm a big guy. Shaved head. Shaved head. I do look like a skinhead. 
Um, I mean, that's I do a lot of jokes about it of like I dress the way I do because if I don't, I look really racist. And like Dennis has one of my favorite jokes he's ever done of me, which is I look like the gayest member of the KKK. (laughs) So I think I would do that one because I could do that. And I feel like I could do enough relatable comedy for them that isn't racist material and whatnot, and then just slowly see if I can try to convince them that, like, black people are actually cool. Dude, I would do the Taliban, hands down. Really? One, because I love to travel. Yeah. Uh, Two, also, yeah, I've been to Mississippi. What a shithole. Um, And then two, three, if you bomb in front of them, they're like, we get it. We know what bombing is like. Dude, it'd be so much fun. And I also, you know, I've learned I am more sexist than I am racist. I uh, Okay. Yeah. So, you know, you just get a performer in front of the Taliban. And you're like, don't you hate it when bitches read? And they'll be like, we do hate it when bitches read. <laughs> Fucking educated bitches <laughs> figuring shit out. Like driving. Dude, you heard like two realizing years. we've been oppressing them this whole time. Two years ago is when Saudi Arabia made it legal for women to drive. Really? Two years Jeez. ago. A little late on that one. Dude, Saudi Arabia. Wow. We don't want to get we don't want to get back into our political dive, but Saudi Arabia, holy shit. That might be the country to nuke. Oh, they're actively doing a genocide right now. Yeah. Which is awesome. And they are most um, likely the ones responsible for 9-11. Oh, dude, a hundred They provided all the passports and the and all of that. Oh, yeah. But um, so our government still likes them. Uh, yeah. Because. Justice shows for how much Shows yeah. how much our government cares because about oil. Then, yeah, we care about oil. Yeah. Oh, you, know, you know what I love? Speaking of oil. All those people who left those Joe Biden, I did that stickers when the gas prices were going up. Now that they're still there, it makes it look like he's responsible for the gas prices going down. <laughs> so it's like doing they're- the opposite. Yeah, they're still uh, stupid high yeah. uh, right now. They're going That's, down a bit. but I feel like, um, have you read 1984? A long time ago, my junior year, I read it in high school. So seeing the news get all excited about the gas prices going down uh, makes me worried a little bit. Because yeah. in, there's a part in 1984 where their rations for a certain food. Their rations um, got cut. Yeah. And then the next day, they raised the rations and they're like, look how great the government is. The rations have gone yeah. up. Um, but they're still half as much as what they were before they got cut. And the dude's like, I remember they just got cut like two yeah. weeks ago. We're still getting no, less. That, and that is the sad truth of what's going on. And, and now like, with the gas prices, like a year ago, it was like $3 a gallon. Well, and like uh, Sanders is so good at pointing out how like, <laughs> you know, inflation is going up. Wages are going down, but companies are recording record profits. Just means like the the corporate elite are just overcharging us and stealing our money quite literally, and the government won't do anything about it because uh, yeah. They're well, in the there's pockets. a there's a whole lot more to it yeah. as well. Um, That's Trump, another four Trump hour. Trump passed the COVID uh, one of the COVID relief bills, mm-hmm. and it was like eight trillion dollars. But if you calculate how much was distributed to the public, it was like two trillion. Oh, really? And where did the rest of that go? It went to giant corporations. Yeah. Um, also, the Fed printed um, like tons of money. record record levels mm-hmm. of printing. Right now, they believe that sixty percent of the money that's in circulation has been printed in the last three years. That and sounds so about they right. don't. You know what I just print. learned? The way they get that money back to reduce inflation 
is through a lot of like uh, the uh, interest rates on housing costs. Mm -hmm. So housing is going to go down in the future. Uh, And it already is. Housing prices are starting to go down. Mm -hmm. But interest rates are going up to the where you're paying actually way more for uh for the house than you would have with a higher cost and the lower interest. Anyways, yeah, it's uh that's how we get fired. Nuts. Yeah, talk they, about uh, inflation. The let's and the Federal Reserve uh <laughs> printing trillions of dollars into the economy <laughs> and then we'll be like, "What? It was definitely, you know, Biden and it was definitely Putin and they name all these reasons. That's mm-hmm. not the reason." Uh which is funny with Trump people, they'll be like it was Biden, which Biden's ridiculous government spending and printing has led to inflation. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Trump did the same thing. Well, and like uh, a lot of people will be upset that um, their taxes will go up and they'll blame Biden for it. But it was actually Trump's bill that uh, increased taxes on uh, lower incomes. So yeah. the lower tax brackets will experience higher taxes. They just increased it again with the Inflation Reduction oh, no. Act. Uh, even man. And it's all tax brackets going up, yeah. uh, which that will reduce it. Um, which, as a guy who hates the government, I am like, you don't need my money. Uh, you, well, like, I, I'm you have enough like, bombs. I'm, I'm all for government, like... Um, not government spending. I think America way overspends on military. Uh, again, for we outspend, I believe it's the next 10 countries combined in military. Oh, and yeah. We couldn't hold the Taliban off in now, Iraq for I, 22 years. I, I hold the opinion. We spent that much money and then we failed a war. Yes. That was basically a backyard brawl. That is my number one issue when it comes to voting. Um who I think is more likely to end wars yeah. is who I will go for. And as much what, as I hate Trump, to his credit, he did more than any other president. He to, did not start another not, war. He didn't end any. He didn't end any, he did but not he also end. didn't amplify. Yeah, he did not. Obama, yeah, I, I love Obama, kept everything but he, stagnant. Oh, Obama was terrible dude, with the war. Uh, Freaking Libya is a fallen state. They have slavery in Libya yeah. now. Yeah. Um, legalized slavery because of what U.S. intervention did there. So, so anyways, I feel like we've gotten yeah, way off topic. It's, yeah, as fun it's as not it even is, funny now. Yeah. All right. <laughs> it's just talking. Let's wrap it up there, dude. Thanks.